What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. I'm Griffin Senek, joined today by my co-host, Nikki, over here. And we're back once again uh, for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Another kind of crazy week in sports, to say the least. A lot has happened. Free agency for baseball has kicked off, and that's where we're going to start off for the day. A lot of the pitching, starting pitching market has started to move really quick in the MLB. So I had Warder Rodriguez sign a five-year, $77 million deal with the Tigers. Um, we saw Noah Syndergaard leave the New York Mets on a one-year, $21 million deal to the Los Angeles Angels. And then Justin Verlander signed what essentially is a two-year, $50 million deal with the Houston Astros. So a lot of these guys moving all pretty high-end prices. We saw Jose Barrios also get an extension. So the starting pitching market really starting to move. So, uh, Nikki, I'm going to start with you here. Kind of your thoughts on the general movement so far of this market and kind of some uh, you know, initial thoughts on these individual deals. Yeah. I mean, I think I love Eduardo Rodriguez to the Dodgers first of all. Um, I don't understand why the Dodgers are, are. You mean the Tigers? Oh, the Tigers. I don't (laughs) understand why the Tigers are spending that much money. Um, because I don't, I think they'll ultimately be in fourth or fifth place in the central, um, with every team just getting better, but I love Eduardo Rodriguez there. Um, he ended the season good with the Red Sox and pitching Comerica Park is, is a lot easier. Um, and just hitters can't hit there. So, so I like that move for the Tigers, especially if they're um, going to try and try and contend this year. Obviously, Syndergaard to the Angels hurts you as a Mets fan, but I think taking that three extra million dollars um, to go to a team that's probably going to be worse than you guys, I don't really understand but again, the Angels are spending the loads of money like they do every year. They probably get another wing, um, and they could really improve. And obviously, Verlander, who's still like a, a quality guy, is back um, with the Astros on the same contract. I expect like Scherzer and or Kershaw to get um, around the, like $25 million a year mark. Barrios getting extended kind of confused me. I mean, seven years, around like $19 million a year was, I felt like a bit much. But what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Jose Barrios has been one of the weirdest names I've ever seen in terms of last year deadline with the trademark. I mean, just some of the offers that this team was asking for. I remember the Mets had interest in him, and there was talk that the Twins were asking for a package of Ronnie Mauricio, who's that's you know, number two, number three prospects, Dom Smith. And then they wanted like a lot more. And it's just like, I don't understand where this guy's hype comes from. Like, yeah, he's pitched solid, but you know, he's like a four ERA in his career. Um, you know, the stuff's there. He's, he's a pretty solid pitcher, but no, by no means is this guy an ace on a you know championship team. This guy is maybe a two or a three on a, you know, really competitive team. So that was interesting. I mean, the price range, that's kind of what you expect with the starting pitching market. I mean, we saw Andrew Heaney get $8 million for one year, and that guy might have been one of the worst pitchers I've ever seen on the New York Yankees. So, I mean, any if you can throw the baseball for 90 pitches at this point, you can make good money. Um, I mean, the Verlander deal, I mean, we heard the Yankees were up for that. They apparently offered him uh, one year, $25 million. Um, you know, it's a little risky coming off Tommy John at that age. Um, I'm a little worried. I don't know what to expect from him, to be honest. I expect he'll be solid, um, but we have to see. Um, was definitely, a, you know, for a Mets perspective on this, I, I did, not a guy I wanted them to go after. Syndergaard was interesting. Um, I thought he was really going to accept a qualifying offer, so 
when he left, um, it was a little surprising, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Guy who's pitched two innings in two years, getting 20 million. Um, you know, the angels are, are taking a risk with that one, but, um, we'll see if it pays off. I mean, there's not much more to say on that one. And then Eduardo Rodriguez, like you said, I mean, you covered that pretty well. Tigers trying to compete at this point. Um, very interesting. We, they've been linked to Correa, obviously, the A.J. Hinch connection. So we'll see what happens with the Detroit Tigers. Um, they've definitely got a very good farm system, some very good young pitching there. So, And they obviously have, you know, Spencer Torkelson at the moment. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Very interesting, though, to see, you know, the market starting to move very quickly um, this early in the offseason. Yeah. Definitely. All right. With that, I think that kind of covers the latest in the MLB. Um so I think with that, we'll jump over and discuss the NFL. And we'll start, I'll share my screen here, just so we have the games pulled up. We're going to start by talking about some of these games from last week um, and kind of highlighting the big ones here. Um, and I, I think the real one we got to start with here is Patriots-Browns. I mean, the New England Patriots, this is a team that I've, mid-Jones as I've called them, um, you know, I got to recant my statement. Mac Jones is a very good quarterback. Um, I was not high on him coming out of college. I thought he was just going to be average. I was not high on him at the beginning of the season, but these last few weeks, he's really proved me wrong. I mean, this guy is so efficient. He can, you know, he really finds the tight windows, completes so many passes. Yeah. He's not a fancy guy. He's not going to get you, you know, style points like some of these other top quarterbacks, but Mac Jones is a, a very fine quarterback. So, you know, my apologies to him. This, this team beat the, my Cleveland Browns and, and it was ugly. Um, horrible loss for the Browns. I mean, I'll just start with that. Um, the defense looked awful. They couldn't do anything all day in the offense was just in shambles. I mean, Baker Mayfield's just playing with 15 injuries at this point, at this point, at some point, you got to just say for the better of the team, you got to be on the bench. I mean, you even see case Keenum, even in garbage time was just still doing better. So I don't know. I think Baker, I mean, this was the week to get rest against the lions, but he's going to play. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I mean, New England, they obviously played Thursday night and won too, but New England Patriots, they look legit. This defense is legit. So a very scary sight to see this New England Patriots team doing this well. For sure. I mean, except I wouldn't be too quick to count out the Browns. I mean, with JOK not being as healthy, and I think you could argue he's at his fullest potential, the best defensive rookie. And that run game is just can pound any team into the ground once they're up. Um, I've never been a huge Baker guy, but I think he's sufficient enough where I wouldn't count this Browns team out of the playoffs. But the Patriots, on the other hand, they're they're legit, like you said. Um, I don't think they can win. I don't think they can win the AFC East. But with the with the more playoff teams, I don't see a scenario where the Patriots don't make those final two or three spots. Um, and also like are a scare to every team they, they run through in the playoffs with Belichick. I mean, this offense, you wouldn't expect it to be good, but it's sufficient um, with Belichick calling each play. Again, if you have to go up against this team in the playoffs, that's not a free win um, like some people might have thought it would be before the year started. Yeah, I think they've proved a lot of people wrong. That run game is so efficient as well. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson looks fantastic. And, yeah, they don't have any flashy receivers, but they just have guys who can get the job done. It's one of those kind of teams. Um, but we'll see. I think, you know, ultimately, this defense also very good. Matt Judon's played exceptional this year, among many other names. But um, I just think lack of playoff experience is what is holding this team back from being a serious contender. I think we'll see what happens in the playoffs, but – 
you know, that that's kind of one of the concerns that I have personally. Um, moving on. I mean, Dallas had a great win. Chargers are shaky. Man, I want to talk, let you talk here about your Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton, he's back here, uh, really came in, was electric in the in few snaps that he took. He'll be the starter this week. Arizona, I don't know if we need to focus on them too much. I mean, this is a team that pretty much is a playoff team. Kyler's been out. D-Hop's been out. But on the on the Carolina Panthers side of things, I mean, it feels like Cam Newton might be able to turn this season around the Panthers. You know, what do you think on their playoff odds right now with Cam Newton as the starting quarterback? Team, to say the least. Um, and I think this week, I don't know how much it says. I mean, but the one thing I noticed is just CMC being back, the way we can move the football so much better than we could before. I mean, the impact he has on the offense is just incredible. Um, not gonna lie, when he went to the tent, that scared me a bit. Um, but good to know he's back and healthy and playing this week with Cam getting the start. But I think that week was huge. Obviously, like the first um, ten games didn't go as well um, as we'd expect looking at the schedule. But again, I think this team can slide into that final um, playoff spot as the seventh seed. I think the ability for us to move the ball, we're, we're a much more solid team than looked with Darnold. And I think Cam can seriously turn around this team, not only being a clubhouse guy, being a guy that's been here before, um, and just the impact he has on the team. But again, we're confusing. I'll see how we play this week. Obviously, the Cam Newton-Ron Rivera reunion today. Um, I think it's a big, important game because it's – Pretty much us, the Falcons, and the Vikings were kind of those last couple of spots in the playoffs. On the Cardinals side, I don't know how I, how much I trust Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I think, agree with you, they're a playoff team, but I don't know how much I trust him in the playoffs, um, let alone with their team not being healthy. James Conner has been a surprise, but who knows what go, what's going on with DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, if you have Colt McCoy starting at quarterback, you're not going to get too far either. Um, but that defense is going to continue playing good. And I think if they get back to healthy and Cliff Kingsbury can actually coach, uh, they'll also be a scare in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think the Cardinals are one of those teams that their offense is pretty pretty elite. And, I mean, their defense has played solid this year. This is, a, you know, a, a good team, a good football team. Um, <clears throat> like you said, though, just inexperienced. And I think, you know, also on the coaching side of things, it's definitely a concern. I mean, for the Panthers, though, I think this team is uh, definitely a team to watch. And it's very it'll be very interesting to see what happens. I mean, you said it pretty well with Christian McCaffrey. It's just a completely different offense. Um, I mean, this team was just unable to move the ball without him. Um, We just saw such struggle, um, especially with Sam. I mean, I think the Sam Darnold era in Carolina and in general is probably over. I think his days as a, a starting quarterback are just done. I mean. Uh, we just saw so many god-awful performances this year from him against, you know, not even elite teams. You know, you got to end that. And now that Cam's here, I mean, you just can tell that they love Cam. They, they're they going to go with Cam here. Um, I mean, you just saw the impact he brings. He's, you know, happy to be there. He looks really motivated. And I think that's key. I think if you have a motivated Cam Noon who wants to prove people wrong, who wants to prove the league wrong, you know, I think it could be really, uh, you know, a real big thing for the Panthers. I've never been a huge Cam Newton guy um, in recent years, um, but I do think this is an upgrade in terms of the offense. I think it just makes it more dynamic, which is what this Panthers offense needed. With Sam Darnold, yeah, he was you know decent at rushing the football, but it's just not the same effect as Cam Newton. Cam Newton's a different breed, and I just think an all-around better quarterback than, 
and Sam Darnold. He's already got chemistry with some of these guys as well. So I'm really excited to see what happens here with Cam Newton. I think the you know the Panthers are definitely a team now that can uh, you know, push the playoffs. Their defense has played good all year. Um, so we just got to see what happens. It's going to be how Cam plays. Um, yeah, we didn't really see too much in this one, so it's hard to say. But in the little bits and pieces we saw of Cam, he looked great. But this week will obviously be a much better assessment of the state that Cam Newton's at in his career at the moment. Definitely. All right. I think the last game I want to cover from this slate of games, I mean, we'll touch on, I mean, OBJ debuted. What That was a mess, but we don't even really have to get into that, to be honest. Chiefs Raiders, I want to talk about just because the Kansas City Chiefs in this one, they just looked back uh, like they never left at this point. I mean, you see Daryl Williams getting, your boy Daryl's getting nine catches or 100 yards. He's a bit of a beast. I mean, he, maybe he'll take the job from Clyde, but I mean, this Raiders team, I'll start real quick. You know, just has been proven to be fraudulent. I mean, you can't really fault them. Um, you know, this was Derek Carr was playing out of his mind. It's kind of come back down to earth. And just all the controversy that this team has had to endure this year, um, you just got to feel for Derek Carr. I mean, this guy's had just pieces torn around him. I mean, the whole John Gruden thing, the whole Henry Ruggs thing, Damon Arnett. I mean, it just is never ending with this team. I think this franchise in Las Vegas is just cursed. I just think a football team here is a disaster in that city. And I think we're starting to see that already. Yeah. But for the Kansas City Chiefs, um, Patrick Mahomes, just getting back to the guy of old, 400 yards, five touchdowns, Travis Kelsey looking like the man that he once was. And that's the key, I think. They were not getting Travis Kelsey involved at all. We saw them completely shift their game plan. Reek was doing his thing. I mean, this is just the offense you need to see. The defense has played better these last two weeks. I'm still a little concerned about the Chiefs, but I think it's safe to say that this team is, once again, you know, I think they've kind of found their groove in the, you know, this week against the Cowboys. If they can get a win, I know the Cowboys are a little banged up, but what a win that would be. And I think Kansas City's in a really good spot right now. Agreed. I mean, and not going to lie, I do love how every time Mahomes throws a pick, we're like, the Chiefs suck, the Chiefs suck, and the Chiefs suck. We have a 6-4 and four team. Um, and Mahomes just went for 400 yards, five touchdowns, and no picks um, with a relatively efficient running game on the side. I mean, you can't ask for anything more. This is vintage 50 touchdown, 5,000-yard Mahomes that we saw, um, and you can't ask for anything more. They're going to continue to be scary. Um, and the Raiders aren't, aren't too bad themselves. I mean, you have – them all around that, like all those teams, like the Bengals, the Browns, the Colts, um, the Chargers in like five, four, five and five range. Um, I think the Raiders are too much of a mess to kind of go anywhere with that. But I mean, you have the Chiefs in that kind of five, six seed at the moment. And however, the teams ahead of them aren't, aren't too bad themselves. I mean, I think they'll overtake the Steelers eventually. Patriots look good. The Patriots are in favor against the Titans next week. Um, but I think the Chiefs, again, like you said, they're back and they look better than ever. And something clicked um, before, before this Raiders game. I mean, you have Mahomes putting up historic numbers. Um, and as a Chiefs fan, you can't ask for anything more from your franchise guy. Yeah. I think you covered that really well. Kansas City looks to be back. We'll see how they do against Dallas this week. But now moving on to this week's games, we already talked about the Pats, so we're not going to touch on Thursday night. I mean, Falcons, I think they're done. They had a little few win stretch in their season, but they'll be done for the year at this point. They'll be going tank mode from here on out, trying to improve that draft selection. 
maybe draft one of those Ohio State wide receivers. Those guys looked great yesterday against Michigan State. Um, college football also has been great. Oregon lost last night, so very interesting. Uh, Alabama had a great game. But, yeah, that was a bit random. But uh, going back to uh, week 11, we'll start with our projections. We'll start Ravens-Bears here. I'm going to start – I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Um, I think this is a pretty easy pick here. Um, you know, the Ravens have played a little shakier of a, as of late. I think those injuries have started to catch up to them. But I expect a bounce-back week for this week from them and Lamar. Uh, oh, well, if Lamar might not even play if he's sick. But either way, I'm going to pick the Ravens. I just think Justin Fields, as much as I love the guy, he has really struggled against some of these premier defenses, tougher teams. Um you know, he's had his moments, but he's also struggled. So I think he's just going to struggle a little bit today, even though it's home. This could be a weird upset, but as long as Lamar plays, I feel confident picking the Ravens. Um, if he doesn't, though, I mean, maybe the Bears squeeze it out, but I'm, I'm just going to go Ravens. I think it's just the safe pick for this one. Yeah, I mean, so the Ravens losing to the Dolphins kind of, I think, is a good setback for them. Um and I think they ride that momentum, maintaining their first place spot. The Bears need this, though. And I think coming off Fields' solid performance last week, and he's only getting better, gives them a good chance to put up a fight in this game. Um, I think Marquise Brown not playing this game. I think we could see Rashad Bateman big game. Um, and I think this is definitely going to be well, Marquise Brown's out? Yeah, he's out. Marquise Brown isn't playing. So, and then you have Cleo Mack obviously being out for the season, or uh, and then Eddie Jackson not playing either. So this is a really odd yet interesting game to look at. Um, and I think think they take it out in a close one, um, just because the Bears need this game and they need it badly. Wow, I didn't realize. He was out, so that's that's interesting for uh, Mr. Windy's team in our league. He's dealing with some oh, yeah, injuries for sure. I uh, love that. That's when I need Nikki to win. The ones. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll both go with the uh, the Ravens there. Uh, Packers-Vikings for this one. This is another weird one. Aaron Rodgers is banged up. Aaron Jones is out. I'm actually going to pick the Vikings, I think, with this one. This just seems like a weird game the Vikings would win. I think they're going to ride that momentum off the Chargers when they look pretty good with it this week. This offense has played really well. Kirk Cousins has been great this year. A lot of people slander Kirk Cousins, but he's just efficient. He, he's, you know, pretty good with the football, to be honest. Sure, he's not one of the top elite quarterbacks. I'm sure his deal is a little bit outrageous, but he's playing very good this year. This Vikings team, I believe they're four and five. I mean, they're right in the thick of things right now. Obviously, the Packers are good, but Aaron Rodgers banged up. Um, Aaron Jones out. Uh, pieces of that defense still a little banged up. It's played good. I'm going to go with the Vikings in this one. I think this could be a very good game and a huge win. This would be for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I do see that as a possibility, and I don't disagree with you. The, the The Vikings will put up a fight in this game. My opinion might come off the fact that I do have AJ Dillon going in this game. <laughs> However, I think the Green Bay Packers are an elite team with the elite defense. Um, Harrison Smith has been playing. I think Devontae Adams is going to feast. And I think the likes of um, Eric – Kevin King's been, like, good, which is interesting. And with Jair Alexander not playing, I think him and Eric Stokes are going to do a good enough job of um, preventing Justin Jefferson from, from going off. 
And I think the pass rush of the um, Packers are going to get to Kirk Cousins, which he won't be able to establish um, that run game as well as he'd like. But I agree with you. Kirk Cousins has been criminally underrated this year. Um, but I mean, the Packers, I think, are just too much of like a Super Bowl contender um, to lose this game, that even though the Vikings so desperately need it. Um, I think it's a close one, but I have the Packers winning by a few. Can't go wrong picking Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They've looked great this year. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Indianapolis is five and five. They played really good football, and the Bills are six and three. So it's actually a lot closer than you'd think with this one. This is kind of tough for me because, I mean, I've seen games this year where the Buffalo Bills have just looked god-awful. And the way Jonathan Taylor is running the football right now, it's very biased, this take, because I have. But, I mean, this Colts team has just looked almost, you know, very tough to stop the way they're running the football at the moment. Obviously, Buffalo's defense is going to be a huge challenge. And I think it's just going to be who's going to win this game. Is it going to be the O-line for the Colts or the D-line for the Bills? Whoever can if, – if the Bills stop the run, this will be a Buffalo Bills win. But the way Jonathan Taylor is running the football, the way this O-line is going, I'm going to pick the Indianapolis Colts in this one. I know it's a very hot take. They're playing in Buffalo. This is, you know, very bold here. But I just think right now the way Jonathan Taylor is playing, you see Frank Reich wants to get him involved more, he's been saying this week. I mean, I just think that's a scary sight. Carson Wentz has played really well this year. I think this Colts team, I mean, this would be a huge win. They'd be right back in the, in the playoff race. I just kind of have a weird feeling with this one. And the Bills, I mean, this is not the Bills that I think we saw last year. This is a Bills team that has been shaky. They lost to Jacksonville. They've had bad games in there. Obviously, they beat up on the Jets last week. But this is not the New York Jets we're going to watch, uh, you know, the, them play against this week. I'm going to pick the Colts. I'm probably going to be eating my words on all of this. But I'm going to stick with it. So, Colts in this one. Um. I know Charlie's going to see this and not like it, but I'm going to go with the Colts, too. Oh, wow. I, don't think, I think Carson Wentz, I mean, he's thrown a minimal amount of interceptions, which is kind of an issue we expected out of him. Um, I don't have any concerns with Carson Wentz. I think he's been solid. I mean, the upgrade from Philip, Philip Rivers um, is a big thing for the Colts. Um I mean, the, like you said, the Bills have been underwhelming at, at times. And although Diggs and Allen kind of did whatever they want to the Jets last week, um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Colts. I think, like you said, Pittman and John Taylor have been so good. I think Josh Allen's going to have a great game against the Colts secondary, but I think the Colts get a lead and just pound the ball into the ground um, and come out with the, come out with the win here. Yeah. We'll see. We'll probably, I mean, especially since we both picked them, the history of this show suggests that the Bills will win by 30 today. So I expect the Bills to win by 30, but regardless, we'll go with the Colts. Um, This next game is easy. I don't think we really have to talk about it. Tim Boyle will be starting at quarterback for the Detroit Lions. I think Tim Boyle has actually had more interceptions each year in college than touchdowns. I don't know how Tim Boyle is in the NFL. And I think we're going to see an ugly, ugly game from the Detroit Lions. As we, uh, I mean, DeAndre Swift might get 50 carries. I, I, I just don't know if they'll not give him the ball in this. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns here. I, this is a big win. This will be a good bounce back week. Nick Chubb's yep. back. So I think the Browns will uh, win this one by uh, a fair margin, to say the least. Perfectly said. 
Browns by like 20, like 43-17 victory. Yeah. Washington and the Panthers is a big game for uh, your Panthers here. Washington has, you know, figured out ways to win a few uh, a few good games these last few weeks. They beat – I know they beat the Bucks. I know they beat a team before that. I don't know. Was it Denver? Or, let's see. I know they beat – yeah, it was Denver. No, they lost to Denver. Who they beat? Who's their other wins? Let's see. They beat the Falcons and they beat the football team. All right. So they've had mediocre wins besides last week. I'm going to let you start on this one in Carolina. Cam Newton making the start. What do you think with this one? Um, I think, first of all, it's the reunion between Cam and Ron Rivera. No Chase Young. No Montez Sweat. No Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore. It's going to be an interesting week, um, especially with both defenses playing really well last week and kind of like the football team is this defense is back. Um, but but I think the Panthers take this one in a probably low-scoring game, um, but let alone a win for Carolina. I think Cam is going to outplay Heineke. Um, and I think our defense with, with less injuries than them is just going to prevail i mean we've just been incredible and until i see the washington football team's defense be good for more than one game um i still don't have much faith in them i think i think the panthers take this one yeah i'm gonna go with carolina here too um i just think they're the better overall football team right now i think i'd prefer their defense over the washington defense at this point uh, especially with chase young out for the season um you know i think this will be an interesting game i think you know if Cam plays well, this shouldn't be a, a close game, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I think Christian McCaffrey, per usual, will be the key. I think he'll have a pretty solid game here. Um, and I think we'll see, uh, you know, this offense needs to look to get guys like DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, a little more involved. Uh, DJ Moore's kind of struggled these last five or six weeks or so, and he's just so key to that offense. So I'd expect to see a little more DJ Moore than these past few weeks today. Um, and, yeah, Robbie Anderson looked a lot better last week with Cam Newton than he did in any of the weeks with Sam Darnold. So potentially see a little more involvement from him. But, yeah, I think this will be the CMC show. I think the defense will pro- provide a lot of, you know, pressure uh, on Taylor Henneke. And, uh, you know, this run game for Washington has been pretty bad this year. Antonio Gibson, um, a lot of people thought he'd take a big step forward. He just hasn't. Um, you know, you can fault the old line and whatnot. But um, he's really struggled in terms of, you know, yards per carry, just rushing the football in general. McKissick has, you know, been kind of a nice boost, as he was last year in the past game for them. Um, so I just think that lack of being able to run the football, especially against a team like the Panthers, I just don't think they're going to be able to get anything going. I know you have Gibby on your team, so this might hurt hearing that. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think the Carolina Panthers will win this game. Um, I just think Washington's just just not going to have enough firepower to uh, compete in this one. I think last week's win was just kind of a, a fluke win, and we saw Tom Brady probably play the worst game he's played in a long, long time. So I think that also factored into uh, Washington's win last week. So, yeah, Panthers in this one for me. Yeah. All right, this next one, another game that I don't think we'll need to touch on unless you have an extremely hot take, but uh, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. I think even without Derrick Henry, we've seen this team play pretty good football, and uh, I think that will continue this week against a team like the Houston Texans. I think A.J. Brown will uh, continue to get it done. This defense has played really well this year, so props to them. Uh, Houston, just a team right now that, um, yeah, they're just not very good. Wait, I thought they played on Thursday. Oh, that was the Falcons. They seem so similar, honestly. For some reason, I thought it was the Texans. But, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the Titans in this one. Uh, I just don't think the Texans are very good. And I think the Titans are, you know, 
worse than their record says, but not worse than the Texans. So give me the Titans in this one. Give me the Titans. Um, I think they win by like a touchdown. I don't think it's I don't think it's a um, a slaughter of the Texans, but uh, give me the Titans. This next game after last Sunday night, another game that I don't think will be close. This will be the 49ers for me. Um, I mean, what a weird game for the Rams. Matt Stafford looked horrible. You just got to think. I mean, it's almost funny to think that Odell Beckham just makes quarterbacks worse. I mean, we saw Baker Mayfield the first week without him have kind of a uh, ridiculous game. Obviously, last week was a nightmare. But um, And then Matt Stafford, you know, all of a sudden starts struggling. But the Niners are, you know, a weird team. I think they're, what, four wins, three wins, four and five. So they've still got playoff hopes, to say the least. Jimmy G still quarterbacking. And uh, me and Rob last week talked about how, you know, they need to do Trey Lance. And, of course, Jimmy G just makes us eat our words, completes, like, his first, like, ten passes. The game is so efficient. Per usual, nothing more to expect. But, yeah, 49ers, Debo Samuel's been great. Kittle's back. I'm rambling way too much for this. This will be the 49ers, and I think it will be by a, a fair margin, to say the least. Yeah. Give me the 49ers by like 20 or 25 points. The battle of the shitters, uh, to say the least, in this next one. Dolphins, Jets. Um, I mean, this is just uh, a nightmare. As much as I want to say the Jets, Joe Flacco is at the quarterback position. I think the Miami Dolphins are going to win this game. I mean, they just beat the Baltimore Ravens. They're, I believe they've won two in a row now. Um, so maybe the Miami Dolphins will figure something out. I mean, Tua should play, I think. I think he's playing. I don't know why he wouldn't, but um, yeah, I mean, I just think the Jets are horrible, especially with Joe Flacco starting. I mean, those running backs have given this offense a little burst, though. I will say Michael Carter and uh, Ty Johnson, those guys have played pretty well, but we saw what happened last week against the Buffalo Bills. This is not a good football team yet. They're still banged up. They've got their O-line banged up. Zach Wilson's not there. Enough said. It's Joe Flacco starting at the quarterback position. Give me the Miami Dolphins in this one. The Dolphins can win this game and be in the playoff conversation, possibly. Uh, Jets look terrible. Um, And the Dolphins, the Dolphins win over the Ravens, I don't think, is some fluke. I think they can be solid. I'm not a huge fan of Tua, um, but Jalen Waddle's good. Two is better than Jacoby Brissett. Mike Gesicki's good, too. Give me the Dolphins. This next game's interesting, Saints-Eagles. And uh, I'm actually going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles in this game. I think the, uh, the Saints, without Kamara right now, and with Trevor Simeon, I'm just a little worried about them. I know they was, played in a close game last week. It was really tight, but I'm just not buying into it. I think Philly's actually played pretty good football. As of late, I mean, I think they're, what, four and six? This is a weird team, but they've played some pretty good football. Jalen Hurts has looked decent. They had a good win last week over the the, uh, Denver Broncos. It was very impressive. Uh, Devonta Smith looks very good. He's played, you know, pretty solid football this year. So I'm going to go with the Eagles another week without Alvin Kamara. And I think, you know, now that, you know, the tape's out with what they're doing without him, uh, Eagles will be able to adjust, make some moves. Obviously, they extended Dallas Goddard, Devonta Maddox, uh, Dallas Goddard, I don't know how he got as much money as he did. That was pure insanity, to be honest. Um, but good for him. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles in what is likely an upset. I don't know the line in this one. But, yeah, give me the Eagles with this. Yeah, give me the Eagles. I think they're the better of the two teams. when it, um, The way they're playing right now, um, Hertz has been playing the best football yet recently. And with the, NF- the NFC wildcard race being this open, the Eagles need this win. Obviously, they can't win the division. 
with no Kamara, no Teron Armstead, and Hurts playing really good football and them running the ball incredibly well right now. And the Eagles' defense has been solid too. Um, I completely agree with you. Give me the Eagles. Bengals, Raiders, two teams that really started the season hot where I believe the one-two punch in the AFC for one of those weeks, they've kind of bit both fallen off a little bit. But um, I'm going to pick the Bengals. They're coming off the bye in this one, and I just think that offense is just so good. And I think we saw it last week, that Raiders defense is starting to really struggle a little bit. They're not playing up to the same level that they once were. I think Joe Burrow will have a big week. I think we'll see Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, those boys, Joe Mixon, I think we'll see all those guys play pretty well. I think the Bengals offense just going to be too much for the Raiders and the Raiders. I mean, one thing on offense, they got to get Darren Waller more involved. This guy has, you know, he saw that crazy week one. You think this guy's going to go insane. And all of a sudden he's just silent as a mouse. You don't know what's happened to him. So I'm going to go with the Bengals in this one. Quick turnaround though for the Raiders as well. They'll play on Thanksgiving. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But give me the Bengals in this one. Yeah. I mean, the last two weeks for both teams were, were pretty bad. Uh, with obviously the Browns killing the Bengals and the Raiders just looked terrible on Monday night. I mean, they didn't even get to Mahomes once. And the Bengals' defense has been relatively solid, um, and I think they can get to Derek Carr, whose offense just, I mean, there's nothing there. Like Darren, like you said, Darren Waller has been um, just non-existent, having over 60 yards just once um, since September. And, and I think the Bengals take this one as well and um, put them back in that set of teams that's capable to fight for that last playoff spot. Definitely, definitely. Um, this next game, the game of the week, Cowboys, Chiefs, obviously Amari Cooper on the COVID list, so he's going to be out. Uh, Tyron Smith, their stud left tackle, he's also going to be out in this one. Dallas a little banged up. They're always banged up, though. Chiefs at home at Arrowhead after playing the way they did last week. I have to pick them. I can't pick against Pat Mahomes after a performance like that and that offense. I mean, I think we'll see them really be able to take advantage of Dallas defense. I mean, whoever's matched up with Trayvon Diggs, I'm assuming it'll be Tyreek Kill. That's going to be something to watch. I mean, we've seen Trayvon Diggs get burnt on the deep ball this year. So, I mean, Tyreek Kill, you got to expect that this guy might go for one deep touchdown in this game. I feel like that could for sure happen with, if Trayvon Diggs is on him. Kelsey, the key to this offense, though. I mean, they got to get him involved. When you saw when he played last week, how efficient, how elite that offense looked. And the weeks before, when he wasn't really doing much, it looked very mediocre. So Travis Kelsey is the key to that offense. He has been for the last numerous number of years. I'm going to go Chiefs, Cowboys, though. I mean, this could be a – I think this will be a shootout with both these offenses. Michael Gallup should have a very good game as well with Amari out, CeeDee Lamb. Dalton Schultz got to watch, but I'm very excited for this game. This game should be a game of the week material, game of the year potential, I would say. Yeah, this screams Chiefs, Rams from a couple of years ago. You're going to have like a 43-38 type score in this one. Um, but yeah, I got to go with the Chiefs again. I think they, the way they looked last week, the Cowboys are a bit banged up. Um, I think it's a close one. Um, and I think Dak has a really great game himself, but the way the Chiefs looked last week, I gotta go. I gotta go the Chiefs. Like you said, Trayvon Diggs trying to be a ball hawk is gonna get burnt um, by Reek. And I think Mahomes is gonna exploit that. Like you said, when Kelsey gets over 100 receiving yards, 
they they just can't be beaten. Um, and once they get Kelsey involved, I don't see how you stop that team. So yeah, give me the Chiefs and a shootout. Cardinals, Seahawks, Kyler Murray most likely will be out. I'd say there's a very slim chance he plays from the reports that are out as of this morning. Um, Russell Wilson, what a weird, terrible week that was, but you got to expect this team's going to bounce back. So I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks in this one at home. Um, last week, everyone was, that was just a weird week in Green Bay. Weather was weird. Russell Wilson coming back. I think he's going to have a much stronger performance this week. And I think if Colt McCoy's starting, just not going to go well for the Cardinals. D-Hop and Kyler now been out three weeks. Pretty crazy. These guys both really banged up. Cardinals have been really banged up. But I think Seattle will get a win. I mean, Seattle at this point, what are they, three and six? The playoffs look, you know, a little sketchy right now for them. So we're going to see what happens. Um, it'll obviously be interesting to see what they're able to do. But as of now, not looking good. But I think they get back on track with the win this week uh, against Arizona. Completely agree. Um, the Seattle defense looked solid last week, um, even though even though they got shut out. Um, and like you said, Kyle Murray's not playing. DeAndre Hopkins isn't playing. Cole McCoy is going to go into um, this game. And I think the Seahawks just need this game so much more. I mean, last week they had one catch to a receiver in the first half, which I think um, Ross gets a bit past the finger injury and looks a lot better today. Um, the Seahawks need this win if they want a chance. And I don't think they're out of the playoffs by any means. Um and Arizona just isn't healthy, so I like the Seahawks as well today. Yep, completely agree. Sunday night football in L.A. It seems like we've had a lot of those this year. Steelers-Chargers. Um, I mean, the Steelers, even with Big Ben back, they just tied to the Detroit Lions. So I'm going to go with the Chargers here. I think the Chargers have been weird, such a weird team, five and four. I think a lot of people expected a lot more from the Chargers from Justin Herbert this year. I've been disappointed. I thought Herbert was going to really make a big step. He's had big games, but he's also just had too many of these mediocre performances. I do think this will be better. I don't think this is going to be one of those elite performances. I think it's going to be more eh, but I just think the Steelers are just not good. I think that offense is just so bad. Um, I mean, Najee Harris has played good, but eh, I don't know. I'm not big on this team. I think we're going to see the Chargers win this game. And Joey Bose is back. That'll be a big Big uh, return for them. He's a, was on the COVID list last week, so uh, giving the Chargers, but I'm not expecting a, a you know a crazy performance from Herbert. He is really not you know performed the way I think a lot of people expected him to in year two. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the Steelers on this one just because of how Herbert looked last week. Um, completing under sixty percent of his passes, the offense has been non-existent in their past uh, five games. I don't think they're healthy 100%. Um, and the Chargers run defense has just been god awful. And I think Najee has a signature game this week um, once they go up slightly. Um, but again, the Steelers don't have all of their defense healthy. And like you said, Joey Bose is back. But until Herbert shows me, you get back to his original season form uh, for like the first couple of weeks. I, did, I just don't have not that much faith in the Chargers defense. Um, just, but for an upset pick, I'll take the Steelers today. Let's see what happens with that one. Um, last one, 
not really much of a discussion, I don't think, personally. Bucks, Giants, I'm going to pick the Bucks after that loss. I think Brady's just going to dismantle this Giants team. I think the Giants are in a world of trouble, to be honest. Um, we'll see if Saquon can play. It seems he's still really questionable at this point, which is kind of crazy. I mean, he's been out for so long now. People were saying two to three weeks initially and, and all that, but he's been out for so long at this point. We'll see if he plays. But um, if he does, it doesn't seem like he'll be fully 100%. But I'm going to go Bucks in this one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting the Giants to really be able to compete in this one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Brady is Brady's going to dismantle the Giants' defense this week. However, I do think the Bucks are going to win this game. However, do I think they're overrated? Yes. Do I think the Giants are going to give them a – competition because I think Daniel Jones has looked better um, than, than the record says. I think so. Um, and the Buccaneers defense is just in shambles when it comes to injuries. Um, and I think Daniel Jones will be able to move the ball slightly, keeping this game uh, relatively close, um, closer than you might think. I still think the Buccaneers win by like a touchdown or, uh, or maybe less. But, yeah, no, I think Brady bounces back um, this week. And until the Giants get healthy, I don't see them going too far. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I think it'll be an interesting game. I just don't think the Giants are very good personally. But Daniel Jones, he's looked slightly better than in recent years. Still um, not the best, but it's Danny Dimes. What do you expect? Um, But with that, that will do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Thank you all for watching. If you haven't already, please like, comment, and subscribe on the video. Um, Our links to our Instagrams will be in the description, as well as our link to our podcast at Outside the Arena Podcast. Go and follow all of that down there. Go check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, if you haven't already, at Outside the Arena there. We appreciate all the support. And, uh, yeah, enjoy football. Enjoy Thanksgiving, too. Uh, Thanksgiving is set to to occur this week, obviously. So enjoy, uh, you know, football, the turkey the gravy, the pie, all of it. Enjoy it all. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week on Outside the Arena.